Welcome back to the Sharing Hope Podcast, where we feature practical insights and spiritual principles to help you experience an abundant life at home and at work. It's Daniel Rundleman's goal to share hope and inspire action as you listen. You can also discover more insights online at www.thehope.network. Here's Daniel with a few ideas that will surely encourage and educate. Hello, friends. Do you ever feel like you are just hanging on to life by a thread? Well, recently, my daughter and I watched a Disney movie where the hero was faced with insurmountable odds they could no way imaginable be overcome. Now, as the movie progressed, the character developed. They grew and they discovered that they could tap into this powerful energy force. And by the time the credits rolled, well, you guessed it, the problem was solved, the distress was ended, and the world was rescued. It was a story of hope, and it was just a reminder that we can hang on to hope. That was a movie that you've probably seen, and it's a movie you would probably watch again. I've learned, and you might disagree, but it's these tales of triumph that make life worth living. In the struggle, we find strength. The the trials test us to develop powers that we didn't know that we had or we were capable of. This is the story of your life, the story of my life, the story of hope and how we can hang on to hope. It's a fascinating tale. The truth is, no one would want to watch a movie or read a book Where the character grows up out in the Midwest, they never face a bully as a child, they never have a problem in school, they have high GPA, they excel in college and they get a full-ride scholarship, then they get the job of their dreams, they meet the love of their life, never have any stress or drama, they get married, have children, buy a house, with a white picket fence, just a perfect life. No one would want to watch this movie where this character never has any issues, they retire, they travel the world, they live comfortably, then die at the ripe old age of 95. That is boring. We are attracted to stories of hope, where light wins over darkness, where the underdog comes from behind, where David beats Goliath, where the struggle is real. Those are the stories that we're attracted to. We want to read. We want to see. We want to watch. We want to experience. We all dream of victory. We want to have it. We want to know it. That is our own story that we want to tell one day. That fuel, that energy behind all of that is hope. We dream of better days ahead. Hope. Super Bowl champions, they hope they can repeat their wins. Army generals hope that the battle plan brings victory. Kids hope that the school lets out early. And of course, Olympic athletes hope to win gold. This hope is alive and well, and you can hang on to hope. Throughout the scriptures, a special word is used that's translated as hope in the English. That word in Hebrew is tikva. Tikva. This hidden Hebrew gem is much more than just a popular political phrase telling you that things will get better one day when you have hope and change. Tikva is hope supersized. Tikva is hope magnified. Tikva is hope on steroids. It's power for your life and an amazing message from years gone by. Let's take the next few minutes and learn about how to hang on to hope and specifically God's version, God's definition of hope 
as found in the Bible. Now, you don't have to be a Christian for this to make an impact on your life. I truly believe that you'll learn something today that can change you for the better, that you can experience abundance through tikvah. Now, the word tikvah comes to us from the Hebrew language. In Hebrew, each word is based on a root word. This is similar to how the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is rooted and based upon the word super. You've got super, then you add all the other words. The Hebrew word tikvah is rooted and based upon another word called kawa. Kawa, which means to twist, to stretch, to wait, or to collect. The word picture here is clear that tikvah is a twisting or a stretching from heaven as we wait upon our maker. That when we hope, we are waiting and we are being tested, we are being twisted, we are being stretched. That's the word picture of the word hope in Hebrew. The words hope and wait are often interchanged throughout the scriptures by Bible translators. Here's something interesting about the Hebrew language where we find this word tikvah from. Hebrew words are often based upon a base word or a root word. This is similar to how supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is based upon the word super. Well, that is rooted in the word super, and tikvah is rooted in the word kawa. Now, this word literally means to twist, stretch, wait, or collect. The word picture is clear here that to have hope, to have tikvah, is a twisting or stretching as we wait upon God. In fact, the words hope and wait are often used interchangeably by Bible translators. The root word for tikvah is often found throughout the scriptures. It's found, in fact, in Genesis 49:18. This is a prophetic prayer that Jacob is giving, and he uses the name of Jesus thousands of years before Jesus came to the earth. In English, it reads, for your salvation, I hope, O God. Well, in Hebrew, it says, Kawa Yeshua Yahweh. Kawa Yeshua Yahweh, which means, I am waiting upon the salvation of the Lord. Salvation is the Hebrew word for Jesus or Yeshua. The root word for tikvah is found here in this prayer. And so it's in this passage that the patriarch Jacob says the name of Jesus thousands of years before he is born. He's saying, I'm waiting upon salvation that's found in Jesus. I wait upon Yeshua, the salvation of Yahweh the Lord. It's absolutely amazing that Jacob knew the Messiah's name and he recognized that Jesus would bring hope to the entire world. This code word, tikvah, for hope, is embedded all throughout the scriptures, even when we don't see it in the English. In fact, it is such an ideal of the Hebrew people that the national anthem for the Jewish people in the land of Israel today is called Hatikvah or the hope. And this is the number one message given to soldiers and citizens in the promised land is the message of hope. And even the lyrics of this word give hope to us. It says, as long as the Hebrew spirit is yearning deep in the heart with eyes turned towards the east, looking towards Zion, then our hope, the 2000 year old hope will not be lost to be a free people in our land, the land of Zion 
and Jerusalem. What a beautiful national anthem that the Hebrew people have that backs up this idea of hope being one of the main messages throughout our scriptures, throughout our lives. We know that God can give you hope and turn things around in your life. He can restore your life from the brink of destruction. Jeremiah 29 11 promises us a good hope in the end. So indeed, the message of the Bible is there will be hope in the end. And is it is in this waiting that we should take hope that things will be better, that things will work out for us. That no matter what you face today, you can hang on to hope. You can have hope. You can have faith that all things will blend together for your good in the end. So right now, if things aren't good, you can rest assured it's not the end. If your situation is dire, if you are in pain, if your heart aches, it's not the end. The Lord promises you a good hope in the end, so don't give up. Hang on to hope. In English, in fact, the word hope, H-O-P-E, is an acronym. It stands for hold on, pain ends. H-O-P-E, hold on, pain ends. This reminds me of how we are to have hope like this, this little boy in a baseball game. The story is told of, of a man who approached a Little League uh, baseball game one afternoon, and he asked the boy in the dugout, he said, hey, what's the score? And the boy said, well, it's 18 to nothing, and we're behind. Well, the spectator said, well, I bet you're discouraged. But the little boy shrugged his shoulders and said, why should I be discouraged? Our team has not even got up to bat yet. That is hope looking at insurmountable odds, looking at how bad things are going to be, but saying, wait a minute, I haven't even had a chance yet. In the Hebrew dictionary, tikva, or the word for hope, is defined as a cord, a rope, a line, meaning to bind. If things are really, really bad and you're given a rope, you've got to make a choice. Either you tie a knot and you hang on for dear life, or you tie a noose and you hang yourself. Tikva is a hope. It is a rope that you can hang on to the Lord when things are good or when things are bad. It is a cord from heaven. It's a rescue line. It's like a life preserver that you can hang on to hope. When pain and hurt come your way, it is easy to lose hope, to consider things worse than they really are. This is when we should consider Psalm 62. This passage says, Yes, my soul rests in the Lord. My hope comes from Him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depends on God. He is my mighty rock and my refuge. I will trust in him at all times. Oh, you people, pour out your hearts to God. The Lord is our refuge. This cry of hope should be our battle cry as well. When we face the, the wars of worry and fear and doubt, hope is what can give us strength to carry on. That's found in Psalm 62. Tikva is that connection. It's that rope. It's that binding between the natural and the supernatural. It's a rope that ties us to heaven. Now, this is interesting because the word tikva, that we use the word for hope, is also used for rope or line or cord. In fact, in Psalm 19, translators use the word for hope, tikva, and they translate it as rope or line that stretches from heaven to earth. Our hope is a stretch, is a line that goes from heaven to earth. Our hope is in the Lord. And as we're being stretched, we can depend on him and we can connect with him. Our hope is in the one who bridges heaven to earth. Like Jacob's ladder, Jesus is our hope. Our hope 
is in the Lord, who has bridged heaven to earth. In fact, Proverbs 30 asks this, Who has gone up to heaven and come back? Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Who has wrapped up the waters in his cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is the name of his son? Our hope is in the name Jesus, or Yeshua in Hebrew. Hope or tikvah in Hebrew is the cry of our hearts. It is the mission of our message, right? Tikvah has the power to support you on a bad day and carry you on your worst. It is first found in the scriptures in a most fascinating way. Listen to this. After Israel left Egypt, they're on their way to the promised land. They come upon a great walled city called Jericho. You might have heard this story before. Spies were sent in to reconnoitre this huge town. Check out Jericho. They returned to the camp with an exhilarating story. While in Jericho, the Hebrew spies hid out at the home of a prostitute named Rahab. Now, Rahab promised to keep them safe if they would rescue her family during the impending invasion. As a sign of their agreement and as a sign of the location of their house, Rahab said that she would tie a red-colored rope from the outside of her house. The Israelites would see that rope and spare anyone in the home that had that red-colored rope. The rope was a symbol of hope. In fact, the Hebrew word used for rope throughout the story is the word tikva, is the word for hope. Tikva is like a rope of hope, and you can hang on to hope. Hope is an expectation of something better. Despite the circumstances of the present, hope always looks to the future. So if things feel down and drab right now, if you're spending too much time with a worry about the future or doubt and being upset about the past, tie on, hang on to hope. Despite the circumstances of the present, hope always looks toward to the future with positive expectation. Rahab was in a horrible situation. Things were so bad that she was actually selling her body just to make enough money to live. She was a prostitute. Yet after the visit from the Hebrew spies, Rahab finally realized she had some hope for the future. Redemption, though, was not instant. She still had to wait. Hope is a power that comforts us. Hope is a power that we hang on to as we wait for things to change. Rahab was faithful to gather her family into her home, and when destruction came upon Jericho, they all were in that room together with that red rope, that tikva rope, hanging outside. She shared her hope with her family, and she rescued others because she knew there was no other way out. Friend, no matter how bad things get in your life, or how bad things are right now, take hope. Have tikva, that better days are ahead. And one place to gain such hope is in the word of the Lord. His message is a word of hope for us today. In fact, there's a unique connection between God's word found in the Bible and Tikvah. In 2 Kings chapter 22, a man named Tikvah has a daughter, and he names his daughter Huldah. Now, it's this Huldah who later becomes a prophet and gives the Lord's message concerning the Torah being found by King Josiah. This is really, really interesting, that from hope came a discovery of God's will and God's ways to a lost nation. Again, hope and the Word of God, the hope of God, is a package deal. The Word brings hope and strengthens Tikvah. 
So if you will just simply get into the Word a little bit each and every day, read a few passages, read a chapter every day, then I believe and I know that hope will begin to overflow in your life. The opposite of tikvah is fear. If hope is a potential of good things to come, then fear is the death of better days. Fear is the absence of tikvah. Know this, just because things are horrible today doesn't mean it will stay that way. Tikvah gives us hope for a better tomorrow. That's the challenge of tikvah, though. Many people do hope for a good new year or hope to get well soon, and we all know that things will be great in heaven one day, but tikvah is not just a future tense idea. In the Hebrew, tikvah is a present tense word, and we have a promise of hope today. In fact, in, in Psalm 71.5, it says, For you, O God, are my hope, you are my trust. You are my tikvah, you are my trust. Could you say that verse? Could you read that verse, maybe memorize that verse and say that every day? You, O God, are my hope and my trust. I believe it will make a difference when you face problems and pain. A person with tikvah should behave differently than a person without hope. When a person has tikvah, then they pray for rain and they carry an umbrella. A believer hoping for healing doesn't mope around telling everyone about their symptoms. Someone with tikvah for financial blessings, they bless other people. They give to the poor. A woman with hope for a new job, she gets dressed up and she puts out resumes without end. A family that hopes for wholeness and forgiveness, they take steps to move on. Tikvah prays for peace while the world wages war. Tikvah produces actions. Indeed, there is a cord between tikvah, faith, and works. Hope is the desire and belief that things will get better, while faith is the evidence that that belief is displayed in actions. Faith is also tied to tikvah by the Apostle Paul. He wrote, these three remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Author John Maxwell said, what does hope do for mankind? Hope shines brightest when the hour is darkest. Hope motivates when discouragement comes. Hope energizes when the body is tired. Hope sweetens when the bitterness bites. Hope sings when all melodies are gone. Hope believes when the evidence is eliminated. Hope listens for answers when no one is talking. Hope climbs over obstacles when no one is helping. Hope endures hardship when no one is caring. Hope smiles confidently when no one is laughing. Hope reaches for answers when no one is asking. Hope presses towards victory when no one is encouraging. Hope dares to give when no one is sharing. Hope brings victory when no one is winning. There is nothing to do but bury a man when his hopes are gone. Losing hope usually precedes loss of life itself. You don't need a better environment. You need more hope. It's the one thing in your life you cannot do without. We all need more tikvah in our lives. A number of years ago, researchers performed an experiment to see the effect of hope, to see what it actually had on those undergoing hardship. Listen to this. They took two sets of laboratory rats. They placed them in separate tubs of water. The researchers left one set in the water and found within an hour they had all drowned. The other rats were periodically lifted out of the water and then placed back in the water. When that happened, the second set of rats swam for over 24 hours. Why is that? Not because they were given a rest, but because they had hope. 
It wasn't because they figured out how to swim. It's because they had hope. They were taken out for a moment and then put right back in. Tikva can energize your faith because it sees the unseen. Those animals somehow hoped that if they could stay afloat just a little bit longer, someone would reach down and rescue them. If hope holds such a power for unthinking rodents, how much greater should hope and tikva be on our lives? Let me ask you, can you feel the tikva of the Lord rising in your spirit right now? Hang on to hope. The Lord wants to fill you with his tikva and empower you so that you look towards victory. Stop seeing that glass half empty. Take your focus off your bills and your bosses. Look to the maker of heaven and earth and have hope. The Lord's word is living and effective. His word, even just a singular word of tikva, of hope, will never return void. And it always accomplishes what it should in your life as you pray and believe for hope. Walk in the strength and pray for tikva over your situations in your life. Believe for the best. This word of hope, tikva, it's powerful. And yet by looking past that English translation of hope, we can see so much more that is available for us. No one would watch that boring movie of someone who just glides through life. That life doesn't exist. It's, it's not there in my life. It's not there in your world either. In the midst of the pain, the problems, the anxiety, the frustration, the doubt, the worry, the fear, and everything that plagues you, you can have hope. You can overcome. You can find opportunity in those obstacles. And you can hang on to hope and have Tikva for tomorrow that will empower you. So our challenge for today is how can you experience and share hope with others? Think about that and allow this message of Tikva to change your life. Thanks again for listening. It's our desire to inspire action and bring hope so you lead a lifestyle that matters. Thanks for listening to the Sharing Hope podcast with Daniel Rendleman. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram and at our website at thehope.network. On that site, you'll find articles and inspiration to help you lead a meaningful lifestyle at home or at work. That's www.thehope.network.